Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And today's episode is going to be all about audiobooks. We have discussed audiobooks in the past, but we just wanted to reiterate the reasons why we love them, some of our favorite narrators, some books that we recommend that we really enjoyed on audio versus print, and a couple audiobook hot takes. And I just think that this is a really fitting topic for us because obviously you're listening to us right now with your ears and audiobooks are another way you can enjoy stories with your ears. And I am like a huge audiobook reader, which I never thought I would be with romance. Um, mm-hmm, same. I was hesitant. I was hesitant for a while to listen to fiction in general on audio, but definitely romance. And I don't really know why other than like, it was like, in the beginning of my romance journey, I felt more uncomfortable, I guess, with the idea of like someone like reading aloud certain scenes that happen in romance books. But I have like firmly gotten over that. Um, if the narrator is good, it's not cringy. Like if they do mm-hmm. a good job delivering it, it can be like just as good, if not better, than the delivery of like you, you know playing it out in your head kind of thing. I absolutely agree. And that is an aspect of this conversation that I'm really excited to dig into. But before we get into that, Ashley, what are you currently reading? Okay, well, I am, speaking of audiobooks, I am currently listening to Coach by Devney Perry, which I think I talked about in the last episode. I was so excited about it. Yeah, I read a quote from it. I am so obsessed with, first of all, it's narrated by my two all-stars, Teddy Hamilton and Ava Erickson and them together is just magic every time they they've done a lot of Devney's books and it's just flawless every single time and Teddy just 10 out of 10 always I love that so that's what I'm currently listening to and currently reading I am in the middle of the Kingmakers series by uh Sophie Lark And I had to like stop listening to the audiobooks because I had to read two novellas in between that weren't in audio. Um, And I just finished the second one of those, Snow. And so now I'm going back to that series as well. And I think I'm going to pick up this Fisherman series. I just saw Logan talking about that and I'm like so intrigued. Yeah, so Tanya first, like, I saw her stories, and we'll tag everybody that we talk about in here. We'll tag in the show notes. But um, Tanya, I saw her stories, like, sobbing, like, emotional, like, I don't even know if she's, like, sobbing, but she just had, like, such strong emotional, like, responses to this duet. And she was like, oh, my God, it's the best thing I've ever read. Like, all-time favorite, whatever. And I was so intrigued. And then Logan immediately picked it up and... So when she finished in like 48 hours, I texted her and I was like, do I need to read this? And she was like, yes. So I think I'm going to start that. And it's like, see, I don't want to read right now. I'm like not feeling like reading like Magnolia Parks or like anything that's like super like angsty. I've heard that's so angsty and I just like don't know if that's my vibe anymore. Like I can't do the... I can't do the characters that hurt you so bad. Like, the, mm-hmm. I, I just, like, I'm okay with, um, like, tension and, like, you know, characters, like, 
you know, wrong timing and, like, all of that. But, like, when one character hurts the other character and I'm still supposed to root for them, I have such a hard time with that. And I just feel like that is, like, tenfold in that series. I don't know. But I just feel like their characters are so broken and that's great. But I would rather – I don't know. I, so I think this is going to be, like, angsty but not at that level. I don't know. I don't know. I'll keep you updated. But I think I'm going to start it tonight. Oh, it's exciting. Well, my currently reading – is with my eyes I'm currently reading The Summer We Fell by Elizabeth O'Rourke and I'm only 20% into it because I have not had a ton of time so I'm hoping that I will like that's what I'm going to read to fall asleep tonight and I'm looking forward to it and on is that your first book by her yeah I love her it's so it's boyfriend's best friend and second chance like told in two timelines so I'm a little nervous that it's gonna like break my heart at some points she's angsty like so her devil series I don't think it's like more like rom-commy funny bantery (laughs) that's a word I just made up and I think that but I think a lot of her other stuff is like very like angsty but I don't know you you have to let me know that's just me yeah, I will report back. And then I'm my audiobook right now is, speaking of listening to romance on audio, is Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey. And that is also the quote that I have for you today to share if you're interested. This is an example of listening to, like, a spicy romance on audio where it was this very, like, <laughs> spicy scene and then there is this line that came out of almost nowhere that I literally audibly said, aww. And I, like, had to pause it. And I, like, ran to my office to get my physical copy so that I could highlight it immediately. And I think that that's just, like, sort of the fun aspect of listening to fiction on audio that I really appreciate as like an artist and someone who like really is attuned to tone and pacing and all of that within the spoken word. All right. So this is from a relatively spicy moment. If you know Tessa Bailey, it's very spicy. Um, This is a traditionally published Tessa Bailey, so it doesn't get quite as a quite as frisky as her indie published stuff. But like I said, it just made me audibly stop what I was doing and like have a reaction. Unless I'm as close as possible to that smile, that voice, your sunlight. Oh, I see. I love. Okay. You know who does this so good? I wouldn't say like Tessa is known for that. Like usually her, her scenes don't have that like emotional element to it at the same time. I mean, maybe a couple I can think of, but like. You know who's so good at that? You already know who I'm going to say. You know who's so good at weaving, like, these, like, strong love declarations all within, like, a very, like, smutty scene? I have no idea, Ashley. Tell me. Sierra Simone. (laughs) (laughs) She's so good. Okay, so Zachary Weber is also Jacob Morgan. That's, like, a big thing that we need to just, like get out there at the same time and I think I could be wrong this is me speculating but I feel like uh Jacob Morgan is the pen name he uses for some of the like extra 18 plus Mm. books 21 plus what we could say 
um, books like Sierra. I think he does all of Sierra Simone under Jacob Morgan. I think he does Fifty Shades of Grey under Jacob Morgan, like Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. He does under Zachary Weber. Anyways, he the quote that I want to share later is from Part of Your World because I just think it's an excellent example of how an audiobook narration can elevate the reading experience. Mm-hmm. But he also is so good at narrating the um, Sierra Simone's like priest, sinner, saint. Oh my God. Actually, now that I think about it, there's there's got to be about maybe this is like my inner turmoil right now is just like going crazy thinking about like, do I want to share part of your world or do I want to share a saint? What book do you want people to be compelled to pick up more? It's definitely going to be a Zachary Weber slash Jacob Morgan clip because he is just so good at executing those moments of like the beauty within the intimacy, I think. Yeah. And there's just something about like I was so anti fiction audiobooks for the longest time. And I've definitely told this story on the podcast recently because we've been talking about Abby Jimenez quite a bit. But I was like very anti fiction on audiobooks like until lockdown started this time three years ago and I think it was because number one the first romance I read on audio was the happy ever after playlist by Abby Jimenez which just it was so alive and I think it also came down to the fact that like that was a time it was my life was very tumultuous it was scary being in New York City we didn't know what was happening with our wedding and sitting and like I sat at a desk all day doing like work and stuff which I was not used to I was not used to staying home and sitting at a desk for eight hours um because like my jobs were always like on the go and I just remember walking around my courtyard listening to that book and just feeling like totally and completely immersed and I have to look up who those narrators were because I feel like she tends to use this. I think one of them is Zachary Weber. I believe so. It's told in dual timeline, not dual timeline, a dual POV. I was so anti-fiction on audiobooks and now I like hardly ever listen to nonfiction on audiobook. I think I well, I just like don't listen to nonfiction. I just don't read nonfiction anymore. But I I think that yeah, it was like yeah, it's Aaron Mallon and Zachary Weber who narrate Happy Ever After playlist. Yeah, and I just feel like I'm I'm totally the same way where I was so hesitant to it, and now that's all I listen to. And that's because it's all I read and I'm not going to deprive myself of an amazing like reading experience. And it's just like, you know, it's one of those things. And I cannot even believe that we have to still say this, but listening to a book absolutely counts as reading that book. You're still consuming that story. It's just, I mean, there's just no intellectual argument that you can make that an audiobook is not the same as reading with your eyeballs. It's just a different way you're consuming the story. And especially, you know, 
it goes without saying that for those who can't read with their eyeballs for a variety of reasons, whether it be that they're visually impaired or whether it be that they have, you know, um, ADHD. I know like for me, that's some, that's a big reason why I listen to audiobooks is because I sometimes can't focus on the page. My eyes just are darting around. Right. And looking at other things. So, you know, there's a plethora of reasons why people listen to audiobooks. And I mean, I just, I think of like people who are new to parenthood or have long commutes where, you know, like my, one right. of my friends commutes an hour each way to work every day. And, you know, if he, like that's, that's two hours out of his day that he doesn't get to do things that he enjoys, why not put on an audiobook? I understand that is it is something that, you have to get used to but I also think it's something that's very healthy for us as humans especially as you know there's like all these papers coming out about how like human beings attention spans are getting shorter and shorter because of social media and because of you know streaming and you know we can we have anything that we want at the tips of our finger uh, at the tip at our fingertips we have anything that we want at our fingertips training yourself to focus to like focus to what is coming into your ears and not zone out is something that I think is very healthy for the human brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) and people always ask me ask me how can you listen to audiobooks while you're driving like do you get distracted no it actually helps me focus a lot more on the road road because it's drowning out all the other thoughts that like are constantly going in my mind because I have to focus on the words of the audiobook so I can't distract myself with everything else that would be going on in my head, which is more distracting than paying attention to the road. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, and and honestly, I mean, I was just saying to Phoebe before we started um, recording this episode, I was coming home from work and she was like, you know, are you going to be in the headspace to record? Like you had a busy day at work. And I was like, yeah, I will because I have 20 minutes of when I can just listen to my book and that de-stresses me and like is like creates a natural separation between the work day and like relaxing at home. Yeah, I have, um, I'm traveling a bunch this month because I have baby showers and bridal showers and I get to go home to Connecticut for the first time since the holidays. And I already got, I feel like I'm in college again because when I was in college, I used to so look forward to Thanksgiving break when I got to be by myself in my car for that seven hour drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I already, I'm like thinking like, oh my God, like, oh my gosh, that's a strange thing to say. I'm already thinking, oh my gosh, what book am I going to save? Because seven hours, Mm -hmm. I listen to my audiobooks on like 1.75 speed. And that's almost like, I might be able to get through a whole like 350 to 400 page romance in one. You know what book I think that you should save for this road trip? What? Ivy. Did I just pitch that last episode? You did. I think I did. That is super good on audio. I was thinking about doing Happy Place one way and then okay, fine. the other way doing something else. Okay, fine. I just, it's a chunky book and it's a good road trip book okay. because it's actually, I wouldn't even say that the audio is that good. <laughs> I just did it on audio and I enjoyed it. Like it wasn't like, you know, I think that there are two different, like, levels to my audiobook reading one it's necessity does the audiobook like is the audiobook narrators like do they do do does the audio oh my gosh do the audiobook narrators 
deliver the story in an acceptable way? And do the audiobook narrators deliver the book in an exceptional way? Like acceptable versus exceptional. Like acceptable means I still got everything out of the story and I was able to read it when I otherwise may not have been able to read it. Like for example, when I read Ivy, I like really wanted to read that story and I was obsessed with every part of it. But I didn't have the time to sit down and physically read that book. So having it on audio was amazing. And I did it on a road trip. Um, and it was like the best use of my time, right? Like it it allowed me to consume that book in a way that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to. Versus like, you know, if you start a book, I can think of a couple books that I started on audio and I was like, absolutely no, I cannot yeah, do this. I will say that is that is a point that I did want to bring up when we were saying that, you know, obviously audiobooks count as reading. It is also very valid if for the same reasons that somebody can only focus on a, or an audiobook or has greater success focusing on, on an audiobook that if you are not an audiobook person and you've tried and tried and tried, like, I would never force you to keep trying because for whatever reason, right. if it doesn't work for you, that is also entirely valid. And right. there are some times where I start an audiobook and I'm just like, immediately no. Like, <laughs> I'm so sensitive to tone and I think it's like because of like my musicality or whatever, I'm very sensitive to like how like if I'm like this person does not sound like they could be this character like yeah I think the audiobook production is continuing to be higher quality the standards of casting for audiobooks are continually growing as well because sometimes I listen to some and I'm like what and you can respond to this thought but I, I have a hot take over one of the like probably most popular audiobooks of the last five years Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I will just briefly respond and I will just say, yeah, I completely agree. I think that, oh wait, I think I know what it is. I think I, I, think I know what it's going to be about. Does it have, do, is it, does it happen to involve a book that's currently has a show? Yes. Out? <laughs> yes. I know you so well. Anyways, okay. Um. Yeah, I totally agree I think that like oh my gosh I started this one book on audio and the like narrative and I don't have what'd you say musicality I have none of that like I you could literally put a gun to my head and say count the beats of this song <laughs> and I would be like shoot me now like there's no shot you can ask anybody in my family in fact music is genre, hard it is not an easy thing no, I was like born without something. Like I was literally physically born without something in my brain to be able to do something that like a basic human should be able to do. But like, for example, at our wedding, um, John and I really wanted our first dance to be to Everything by Michael Buble. And that song is a little like, kind of like a little, a little fast, a little upbeat. Like it's not like a total slow song. So he was like, Ashley, if we're going to do this, like you need to like, learn some choreography and like you know mm -hmm. know what you're doing and I was like mm, nope let's switch it up let's do something so slow that I can just like stand on your feet and you can like move me around Aww. and that's what we've that's what we've done that's what we did our first dance and that's what we've what done was your every song? have I told you lately that I love you oh, which, <laughs> which is like so like lately. it's um 
There's a special version of it that we did. Like, that's like an acoustic. It's not like Rod Stewart. Oh, but the 80s. I think the Rod Stewart one is good. I like it. I do love I mean, that's the one that I, like, my dad used to play that in the car and stuff. Um, Yeah, but we found like a, like, more like indie version of it. Anyways. So that was our first dance, and very that's a very special. ours. But was all that to say, you're my, you're my best friend by Queen. Oh, see, okay, you know the other song that I really wanted was we're, we're derailing. The other song I really wanted was your song by Elton John. Oh, no, yeah. Elton John or Billy Joel. Anyways, long tangent. Um, what I was the point of me saying this is I don't have any musicality. And I can still get so annoyed by some narrators if they don't deliver, like, the role. I think particularly with female narrators, I have a problem if they sound – they don't sound the right age. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, like, easier for me to tell versus, like, men. I just feel like it's easier to not know if you're twenty in your mid-20s or your mid-40s. But when <laughs> the Gilmore Girls revival came out on Netflix – um, there's another podcast called The Gilmore Guys. Highly recommend it. And one of the criticisms that Alexis Bledel, who plays Rory, received that everyone was like, she doesn't sound like herself. And apparently she had just had a baby. And during postpartum, your vocal cords can change be- between swelling and hormones what? and your body. Like your, your insides literally shift. Also, she grew up. I mean, she was not playing a 21-year-old yeah. or 16 to 22-year-old anymore. She was in right. her 30s. But our voices do change. But you know what? The, at the end of the day, the point is here, like, yes, not every book is going to, like, be a book that maybe you personally want to listen to on audio. But what we're going to try to do with this episode is to just give you some, you know, offerings of – narrators that we really like or ways that you can search for audiobooks that may deliver an exceptional experience for you maybe give you some specific book recs so i feel like we should probably like get into that yeah well can i share my hot take first oh yes sorry all right it's okay please tell me your hot take about daisy jones and the six yes okay so i just finished this is the reason why it's like a front of my mind i just finished the show of daisy jones and the six and i read this book right when it came out in 2019 because that was like when i started on bookstagram and it was like you could not scroll it was like every like it was like the book yeah every three photos was daisy jones i read it with my eyes from the new york public library and i really enjoyed it it was a book that i could not put down because it was told in like interview format Mm -hmm. but that was the first audiobook that I learned of that was a full cast recording so every Mm. single character and there are a lot of characters in Daisy Jones there's seven band members alone plus managers and family members and wives and side characters so every single character in this audiobook is played by a different actor So it's supposed to be, like, this very immersive experience. Now, I read it with my eyes, loved it, posted a review, and whenever I would ask for recommendations for audiobooks, people would always be like, Daisy Jones and the Six, Daisy Jones and the Six. So when I was preparing for the show, I was like, you know what? I'll listen to the audiobook this time because I do – it's been four years. I would like a little refresher before the show comes out. So I listened to the audiobook – 
last month and I was underwhelmed. Now, I don't know if this is a product of the hype or the story just like really did not flow. Like part of the reason why I loved it was the way that it moved in the pacing and it just like didn't work for me on audio and I was like well I've got four years and like plenty of receipts of people being like it's the best audiobook in the entire world and you're like you know what I was kind of bored listening to it and I so I don't know that's my hot take take it as wow. you will I can't wait for the comments. I have no my you know what my hot take is on that Phoebe? you've never read it and you never will I've never read it. Not that I never will, because again, let's emphasize what I said last episode. I'm not the, I'm not like other girls kind of girl, okay? I promise you. I just, um, I'm not like a big fan of rock star books. And so I think it just like never. It's very angsty. And I will say that's my my hot take on the show is that Camila is the star. Like, and the actor's name is also Camila, which is great. She was... Every, and she's so beautiful. Oh my God, she's like painful to look at. She's so beautiful. That's what, I, that's what I've heard. That's what I've gathered from people watching the show. And like, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of opinions about this book and show. And like I said, I'm not like boycotting it. There's literally no reason. I just like, you know, I just don't feel it in my, there's you're not, too many books. You're not missing it's a little anything. Time. To be completely honest. It's also technically a love triangle, so I think you would hate it. Yeah. I don't I don't do love triangles. I made I have pretty anytime there's a love story, I like make somebody spoil it for me so that I can know who I'm supposed to root for. Because I don't like being wrong. So I like to know from the very beginning. So let's talk about some audiobooks we do enjoy and do recommend. This is not a pitch episode. We, or we can talk about some narrators. Picking up where we just left off, I want to talk about other ensemble audiobooks Ooh. that I do recommend that I think are really great. Mm-hmm. I think an ensemble cast can be so fun if it's executed right. And I've got some books for you to recommend that, or I'm recommending you some books that aren't even romance. Oh, That's how much I love these. So Lucy Foley, we've talked about before. I think she does a phenomenal, she's very like, she writes um, mysteries, very Agatha Christie vibe. And, you know, Agatha Christie is known for these ensemble casts of like, you know, whodunits, you know, you've got all these different characters and you're trying to figure out who is responsible for the murder. And Lucy Foley brings that to a more modern setting. Um, And I have done all of her books on audio and I recommend them all. They're also like British, mm. so or English, whatever. So you know I love an accent. But yeah, literally all of them. I mean, uh I was gonna say that probably like scenes from the cutting room floor. Everybody needs to know that Ashley and I, when we finish recording, we obviously stop recording, we always say goodbye to each other in these like very aggressive cockney accents. We're like, all right, send me the, the foil all and I'll right. talk to you later. I don't I don't know why. It's been happening for the last three years and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I just, I, listen, guys. Okay. Oh my God. Now I'm going to go on another I'm panel. sorry. All right. So, <laughs> so my second, my second um, thing is like, you can never go wrong with an audiobook in which there is an accent. Like never. I don't care what it is. Like there's never an accent that can't, like you can never go wrong in my humble opinion. Um, and so that's my takeaway. And now I'm going to go on a tangent. I am listening to, this is not a book, 
I am watching the Traders, the UK version. I don't know if you have watched the US version. I don't know if anybody listening here has watched the show. Um, anyways, it's like very murder mystery-ish show. I'm obsessed with it. And they have a UK version. And I just like, oh my God, just like a, an accent just makes everything better. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what books I've, oh, Talia, all of Talia Hibbert's books, amazing on audio. Amazing. I actually remember, so the first book of hers that I listened to on audio was Take a Hint, Danny Brown. And I just remember finishing that book and being like, posting a story being like, uh, everybody send me any books with, uh, British or English, uh, narrators. Thank you. Please, please. And thank you. And, um, the next wreck I got after that was Beth O'Leary's books. And so I will also recommend her books on audio, but for a different reason. One, you've got the accents, but two, her production value on her audiobooks like is really cool. She does some things where like in the switch, right? That's the name of the book. Yeah. In the switch, which I didn't love, but as an audiobook, it was great. When they're like talking on the phone, it sounds like they're talking on a phone. Like there's that like production uh-huh. quality to it. I love that. I've only listened I listened to uh the flat share on audio. Mm. Didn't love it. Loved the production. Didn't love the story. Yeah, so that's another thing is like sometimes, like we were saying before, the audiobook can elevate your reading experience. Like I wouldn't recommend that book. Like it wasn't like one of my favorite books, but it was a very enjoyable audiobook. Right, and people love it. I just think it's like not our, we have pretty similar romance reading tastes. And I just think that her books are not for us. Are not it. Yeah, they're not it. I feel like... You choose because of like the way that your your life and lifestyle work. You end up choosing. If I can help it, I save my most like anticipated reads for eyeball reading. But I very rarely am like I want to listen to this on audio. And I feel like you choose to read books on audio more often. Yeah. That's very true. I, and and again, it's just, I don't, I won't say I don't have time for it as much, but I just have allocated my time differently yeah. now where I am, I know that I can, like if there's a book that I really want to read, I'm going to just try to do it on audio because then I know I'll be able to get to it when I want to get to it. Right. And for me, the experience is no different. Like, I take away from the story exactly the same, if not better on audio. Mm -hmm. Again, like, it only can elevate the experience. And if the book, if I try the book on audio and it's not working, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to save that for eyeball reading. But, like, I will defer to audio at this point. Um, I've read... Well, you didn't, you didn't have a commute for so long, and now you have right. a commute. Yeah, now I have a 25-minute commute every day, so that's, what, 40, 50 minutes in the car? Yeah. Basically an hour a day, I can get in reading just by my audiobook. And, like, my reading is, is slower than Phoebe in that I've read less books than her, but I have read... So I've read 17 books so far this year, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 of them have been audio. Nice. So more than half of my reads have been audio reads. Yeah. So one other recommendation for books is I just finished 
the neighbor favor um, on audio. Oh, I need to read that. You and Amber yeah. have been selling it to me. It's super good. But you know what was really fun and unexpected in the audiobook production? What? Is there's like texts like in it and they um they switch back and forth. Like so she like it's it's not duet narration. So duet narration is when like you know the female main character her all of her lines are read by the female narrator and vice versa. So it's not duet narration, but still there are these, like, it, he'll be narrating and then he'll be like, oh, I just got a text from Lily. And then it'll be like, Lily's little voice will pop up and read the text out loud. And I just thought that was such a fun little surprise that I wasn't expecting. And I loved that. Um, also, his voice is so hot. So Well, I wasn't actually going to recommend specific books. I was just going to reiterate the amazingness that is Libro FM. And it is an audiobook service that you've heard us talk about a whole bunch. I think I still have a promo code with them. I'm not sure. I mean, I, th- I don't. It has it has expired, so don't try it. It's still on my website, but it doesn't work. Anymore. I think if you use code Read and Write, you get a free audiobook when you sign up, so you get two audiobooks. But it is the same price as comp- this is not an ad. They are not paying us to say this, but. I just think that it's a really great service and quality wise, it is the app that I'm always happiest with, but, um, it's the same price as a competitive, uh, retailer. It's $14.99 a month and your money goes to the independent bookstore of your choice. So you can still read audiobooks and support a, something in a, a bookstore in your community or somewhere that you vacation that you love and I'd like I said, their quality is just really, really good. And they often run sales and discounts. So I love yeah. Libro FM. They also put together a whole bunch of lists, like reading yeah. lists and playlists, which I think are so helpful. Like with the Trans Rights Readathon a few weeks ago, I immediately, you know, I'm I'm listening to audiobooks. So I was like, you know, who puts always puts together amazing lists? Libro. So I went there and sure enough, they had a whole playlist. So it was so easy for me to go through and like read all the synopses and then just hit download when I wanted to listen to a book. Like it is just such a, you can clearly tell that the app is created by people and is not like just funneled by an algorithm. Like you can tell that there's like intentionality behind the way that the app is organized and there's like literally no difference to you as a consumer. The only, the literally the only difference between Libro FM and that other one that's orange <laughs> is you can always get a traditionally published book on Libro, mm-hmm. but sometimes their selection of indie authors is is not quite there yet. Yeah. So that's just definitely something I would keep in mind. But Scribd um, has a very good selection of indie authors. Yeah, so definitely a lot of options. Obviously, also your library is... Oh, yes! Hoopla and Overdrive, the Libby app. And it just, like, it makes it... it Yeah, so definitely, like, it is a privilege to have, like Phoebe said, like, she has three different subscription services. I also have three. I have all three of them, too. And um, that's definitely a privileged, like, position to be in. But if even if you don't want to or can't afford to do, like, a credit-based subscription service like your library is gonna have so many audiobooks like I never even realized that you can get audiobooks through library for a while 
Um, and it's just so easy now than it used to be. Like, you don't have to, like, go into the library and, like, get the tapes. Yeah. No, and, like, bring them home. No Like, CDs. it's not that anymore. <laughs> Although I do have very yeah. fond memories of my mom picking out audiobook CDs before we would go on road trips. <laughs> We're going to do a whole pitch episode. Mm-hmm. based off of our audiobook narrators yeah so we're gonna save that but i promised you that i would give you a little tasty taste of um zachary weber being the most emotional so i just feel like we should end the episode with an iconic scene from part of your world which is spoilery though so yeah if you have yeah so you've been warned my eyes were tearing up alexis please come home with me or let me stay don't make me leave you her chin quivered and she looked away from me please don't do this i just feel like that little voice crack like that line, that passage, that scene is so emotional. But then you hear that voice crack and you're like, That's how you oh know. Like, my. oh, he's an actor. Yeah, right. Like, he understood Ooh. the assignment. 100%. And he never misses. He never misses. And I could probably, if I can find it quickly, I could also probably insert something from Saint in which he does the exact same thing. And that book is so emotional. Like, I remember just like, I was listening to that in the car on my way home from a CLE, like a, a course for you know, Cleveland. Continu- <laughs> no, CLE. <laughs> continue, continue, continuing legal education. So I remember coming home from a CLE and listening to that and just like sobbing, like literally mm. sobbing. Like, how dare Zachary Weber, Jacob Morgan, whatever he is under for that book, like, how dare he do that to me? Like, just, ugh. Anyways. I I am 100% on the same page as you. And I think that that is just a testament to how cool that this medium is, is that someone like me Mm -hmm. who is, like, trained to be attuned to those things and, like, you know, obviously I'm a human being, so I have human, like, human responses to these things. But professionally, like, as I'm listening, I'm incredibly impressed as a a professional to hear what I do during my audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And then... Someone like Ashley, who it's not her profession, but she fully appreciates those little moments and finds those little moments. So we would love to know if you have a favorite audiobook or a favorite subscription service that you use. What if you use your library? Stop by our Instagram post today at read, or, read it or list it pod and let us know. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.